0: So it's my pleasure to welcome Kate O'Sullivan to our My Story podcast. Kate is a a Leeds alum, having studied mineral engineering here, and Kate graduated in 1985. Having taken up rowing at Leeds nearly 40 years ago, Kate has gone on to devote her spare time to the sport and is currently serving her second four-year term as Deputy Chair of British Rowing. In recognition of her contributions to rowing, Kate was recently awarded a British Empire Medal Uh, in the 2021 Queen's Birthday Honours list. We're also currently recording from the Boat Boathouse in South Leeds, where the University of Leeds Boat Club have just named a boat in Kate's honour. We'll be talking all about the world of rowing, but firstly, I'd like to start with the British Empire Medal. Thank you for joining us, Kate.
1: That's my absolute pleasure, my absolute pleasure.
0: So you you received um, the news about the British Empire Medal. How did that come through? Was that... uh,
1: So I'd I'd had my phone on um, Do Not Disturb, we'd had a British Rowing board meeting, I um, switched off the Do Not Disturb, I got a phone call, can I have your email address please? No, I don't know who you are, (laughs) Um, I'm in the cabinet office, Uh, went out coaching, when I came back there was a letter. So there was a letter in my email. Right, okay. So that's how I found out.
0: How did it feel when you when you got that news? That's well,
1: I was really shocked, to be honest. I was really shocked. I was embarrassed as well. I was proud. I think all those three emotions went through. Mm. You know, shocked because I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Embarrassed because there are so many people who do so much great stuff in, in our sport. Mm-hmm. And not just our sport, in the community as well, obviously. Um, and then, um, yeah, it was a real honour. You know, I fought really hard to to try and people i live you know up in tees valley you know if i can do these things anyone can do these things so Mm, mm. it was a bit of a mixture of emotions yeah i was in denial because i couldn't tell anybody so i couldn't tell anybody so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. i was i couldn't trust any i couldn't trust my brothers i was at a family wedding three days later (laughs) and it was an actual wedding we hadn't seen each other for 18 months and i thought i can't tell my brothers i can't keep a secret i cannot tell them (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Brilliant. So,
0: and how how did you celebrate when you when you heard the news? Well,
1: I was try, I was trying to get to oh, when I first got it, I just thought, oh don't know, how can I make good use of it? On the day when it came out, so it came out at ten thirty on the Friday night, mm. I had my brothers and others contacting me, so I didn't get to bed till about two in the morning. But I had to be up at half five the next morning. Mm-hmm. I had two boats, sculling boats. I had to get to Durham Regatta because I had twenty five crews entered oh, wow. at Durham Regatta. Uh-huh. So in advance, I'd ordered lo- I had loads of juniors up there so i'd ordered um loads of colin the caterpillars and there are other caterpillar cakes available um and percy pigs and all that sort of stuff and fruit and so we just had a massive cake well the juniors certainly had a massive cake party and some seniors yeah yeah Yeah, so it was great and i and we had some really lovely wins that we weren't expecting and it was nice to see leeds university up there as well and um so i just celebrated being up there (laughs) i i clocked up Thirty-two and a half thousand steps on the Saturday, just putting boats in and picking them up wow. again. Like twenty-eight on the on the Sunday, so I was pretty tired by the end.
0: <laughs> it's of quite the fitting, Friday. isn't it, that you were you, to yeah. celebrate. You were at the no, it for the was. Days, that's so. where I
1: was, and and then these little things keep happening, you know. So
0: and obviously we're we're recording at the moment from inside um, this lovely oh, boathouse in Leeds, which was built in in 2014. Yeah, I imagine. When you were rowing at Leeds, things looked a little bit different. Can, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about how things were when you joined the row? So club?
1: we started at, um, we used to have to wait at the Parkinson building to get our minibus okay. on a Wednesday afternoon. And we, we, used, we used to learn to row Round Hay Lake. Right. So water, I think it's Waterloo Lake, it's called yeah. kind of, around yeah, Hay yeah, Park. Right. And so it was a real run-down building, right. you know, was. it was, it was a very run-down building. Okay. Um, so that's where we learned to row, and then the seniors would row out of York. Right. Um, and in my final year we actually kept our boat at the University of York Boat Club so we could go over and do longer distance training um, but I spent a lot of my time around Hay Lake oh, right. a lot of my time in Round Hay Lake as well but a lot of my yeah, time on yeah. Round Hay Lake yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you know what an amazing facility this is Yes. yeah and and the lead the relationship between leeds university and Leeds rowing and british rowing yeah. for the g b team it, it's it's really it really is showing dividends and they're yeah. doing a great job here they really are and how
0: did your own rowing story begin did you take it up at Leeds or when when did you start
1: yeah so I guess so when I was a nine-year-old my brother used to row for a manual school and it was a grammar they had no money yeah. so I used to be dragged along to sell pink I remember pink cushions being dragged along to sell pink cushions by my mum to raise money oh. um and then when I was at school I tried to row but it was for the boys only and then when I went to university in my first year <laughs> I broke my thumb okay. uh, playing tennis yeah. and so I couldn't do anything and some people in my halls of residence just came up and said "You yeah, know, a lot skinnier in those days um said you know you're you're small you're gobby <laughs> you know we need a cox for the women's eight why don't you come down yeah and my brother was there going don't do it don't do it mm-hmm. and oh, I loved it they were a great group of women they oh, were nice. in a great group and that was
0: 1982 right okay <laughs> so are there any particular memories that stand out? Do you remember any particular races? or? Yeah, or so I
1: remember my first race. Of course I remember my first race. You know, mm. women's eights down at Trent Head. And I'd only been coxing for a few weeks. He you know, was chucking it down with rain. I've got a little box photograph. Um, <laughs> it was chucking it down with rain. I remember the lads built their... They left us out in the rain and they built their eight. Right. under the rafters of the Nottingham Forest football ground oh, but yeah. then they couldn't get it out because of so we we were wet but we were laughing yeah, at them. yeah <laughs> but then they had the last half cuz I remember the cox at the time telling me oh I'll get to Trent bridge and just shout go for home you got another mile and a half oh, no. to row after that and we also I was told every time someone every time you come to overtake a crew or they overtake you shout go for ten well we were in, we were in effect a novice say, against elite crews right. so it was like cambridge were in it and yeah, all sorts so i remember the coach just Julian, who was a lovely man, and him going, What the hell are you doing? It's like, Well, you told me to shout, Go for 10. And there was something just really lovely about it. There yeah, really was. Yeah. And so I remember that very firmly. Yeah. I, I remember a few wins. I remember in my final year, there was, um, we had Neil Justin and Niall Cleary. Neil was doing his PhD, now was working in the area, but uh, Steve Vassler, uh Hugo, and, and we went on a little bit of a tour. We mm-hmm. went on a tour. So there was five of us in a sunbeam, Talbot sunbeam. Right. Um, that's Steve that's now wife's lent to us. We had the boat in two halves on the top and we went down mm. to Reading and we choked. We were, we right. should have won and we right. completely choked but then we went to Leicester the next day We've had a phenomenal race. Oh, okay. So I remember that, I remember that moment but yeah, yeah lots of moments, lots of memories from nice. these and then when I went to start my graduate training job um, I'd given up rowing. I, I thought right, I've loved it but yeah. actually there's other things I want to do mm-hmm. and on my first day at work our accounts manager came into an open plan office and sort of said, you're that girl at Coxville for Leeds University that kept beating us, aren't you? You're gonna come down our club, aren't you? And I thought, and it was, I turned up, it was dreadful. You know, there was an open sewage pipe, you had to walk over, mm-hmm. it was scrap everywhere, there were cars, yeah, yeah. the women's changing room was a shed. It was, okay. but they were a really great group of people. Right. So I went out on the crew, and then I now we have an amazing boat house. It's beautiful. We've got a barrage, Mm. and all that sort of stuff is gone. You know, the wildlife is incredible. But I've been a member there since 1985. What
0: was it that made you continue? Then was it the people, like you said, or what was it?
1: Yeah, do you know what? When I went to Tees, the people were completely different to the crew that I'd had before. Right. You know, I have to say. (laughs) To <laughs> chuck me in the river everywhere, whether you'd won or not. <laughs> um, they were a great crew, though. They yeah, they were a very good crew. Right. Um, and there was just something that kept drawing me to it. I mean, I, listen, I nearly drowned when I was a kid, so I've always been right. petrified of like, having my head underwater, providing like being thrown in. But yeah. um, there was just something about it that... Mm. Um, and all I saw was this potential around this incredible river that we had. Mm. We used to—I don't really know Teaside at all—but yeah. our outing used to be up to the transporter bridge. Right. Okay. So we weren't—we weren't yeah. allowed to go beyond the transporter bridge. So it was at that time all the heavy industry was around as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it, it was special. It was really special. And then, yeah. And then I just got sucked in really. <laughs> um, at the time, all the other women had left, so I was the only woman left there uh-huh. and then some of the women started to come down then we started on community programs mm. and then and then we started down a route of trying to get a new boathouse which we got about 20 years later so right. we got a lottery bid million-pound lottery bid okay. and they built a barrage and so everything got cleaned up yeah no open sewage pipes anymore in the river Tees. Right. so mm. how did
0: you transition then from from being in the boat to was it coaching your next step or how did
1: you yeah transition? so I in I can remember being in a committee meeting in 1988 and one of the old boys saying well there's only one obvious choice for captain isn't there so i became captain of the club right so that was a bit <laughs> that wasn't normal for a woman to be captain of the club yeah so yeah. um got a few stories about that um and um and then i was doing a lot of overseas work because i was working mm-hmm. in engineering so we were building a few plants yeah and I, d- I was still, con- I was, I, d- I got fed up of being chucked in, so I transitioned to rowing at that point. Um, <laughs> so I was doing more coaching and rowing, and try- we were trying to build up this whole programme, really, mm. um, to get others down there. We didn't really have a, a safe environment at that point for juniors. We have now, we've got a lovely environment now. Right. Um, and then I just ended up, you know, as we're getting more community programmes down, learn to row programmes, I started doing more coaching. And then I ended up being asked to be, the regional representative for women and what was then the British Rowing Women's Commission, which we don't have anymore, I'm pleased to say. Right. Um, in 2006, yeah, 2006, um, I got Di Ellis, who was Dame Di Ellis, who's sadly not with us anymore, but she contacted me and said, would you consider be chairing the British Rowing Coaching Committee? Right. So I got involved in that. I was only supposed to do six years, mm-hmm. and then we had to change all of our constitution because all sports did. Uh, they brought in the UK Sport Code of Governance. Right. Um, which was the right thing to do, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it's big public money we get, so it's it's absolutely appropriate we're transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, they reset everything, so I thought I was leaving at that point, and it was like, no, we've reset it, so you can continue. Mm-hmm. So I then continued for another five years. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I got voted on by the members to be deputy chair of British Rowing, which again I hadn't intended to to do, but I was asked to stand. And, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And just been re-elected. <laughs>
0: That's quite a range of, so of roles, and that's alongside yeah. a full-time career spanning yeah, engineering, research, yeah. organisational development, and more yeah. recently as an executive coach and programme facilitator. Yes, so I do know, yeah. So that's very busy.
1: Yeah, and I ran our regatta for 25 years as well. I ran teams yeah. regatta for 25 years.
0: So w- what is it yeah. about rowing? Why do you love it, and why do you continue uh, with it alongside? Do you
1: know what? Every time... I, I, think, I, think rowing, I think rowing really does provide a lovely family community. We are a bit like Christmas. Every regatta, there's a few fallouts, but we all come back together again. It's a bit like the family meal, isn't it? Yeah, Even yeah. though we all think we we're all going to love each other after lockdown, there will still be arguments about yeah, the quality yeah, of the yeah. gravy or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, when we come to things, so it has really been an extended family for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it really has, and and I, I do like the fact that it tolerates differences. Mm-hmm. Um, if I think about how it comes together, so. I said to you earlier I was coaching a refugee um, he's at university and I'm delighted to say but um, the way my club came together to support him mm. he's really helped us build bridges across the club just because of the nature of him and mm-hmm. and people recognize that they wanted to share the sport with it mm. so there's something for me about it in rowing everyone has to start the same mm. everyone starts the same everyone starts oh god this is quite technical um, it's, it's quite a leveler for people mm-hmm. and when you're in a boat you can't be a diva mm. be- unless you jump out the boat you've got to do everything in time with everybody else yeah I think we have divas like everyone else but it's nothing like other sports yeah yeah so I think for me it's just been more about the community and about helping people find a confidence in themselves that they maybe didn't have
0: mm-hmm. and if, so. if there was someone Wanting to get involved in rowing or, or start it up, how would you, how do you yeah. go about that? How would
1: well, if they just want to get involved, pretty much every club now will run a learn to row program. Right. So if you're a student, then one of the things that if you're going to an open day or you want to find out, just find just ask to talk to someone from the rowing club or mm. and go and have a ch- go and have a chat with them. So one of my juniors went to the Nottingham University of Nottingham open day on um, Saturday. And the boat club actually said to him, I wasn't supposed to be there, but the boat club said, Come along and have a chat to us. You know, we're down at Bucks, that's where our boat club is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most, most rowing clubs will want to talk to you. Now, some rowing clubs will, some university clubs will only run um, performance only programmes, but mm-hmm. there will always be a city rowing club there. Yeah. yeah. So you can always go and row for the city rowing club that's mm-hmm. there. But you, all you've got to do is go on the British Rowing Club Finder, mm-hmm. um, put in your postcode, say what what radius I think they do is a 5, 10, 25, 50 miles or something. And then they'll have learn to row programmes. Right. You know, we want to grow our sport. We've got a really, we've got a really bold ambition, which is before the pandemic, we had sort of 33,000 paying British rowing members. Mm-hmm. Most people would only pay their membership to race. So, because there wasn't any racing, we went. We dropped down to about eleven or twelve thousand. Right. So, we want to grow that sport. We want to grow to one hundred thousand because then that's unrestricted funding for us. Mm. And the other thing, the other thing, I think, is that people can just take out a British Rowing membership. Yeah. Because for every British Rowing membership taken, it's thirty-two quid mm. to become a friend of British Rowing, okay. um, or a supporter. It's sixty quid to be a race license. All that money will go back in to making the sport more accessible to mm. anyone.
0: And, in terms of your own. Your own time in Rowan and taking part. Uh, yeah. What would you? Have you? Are there any particular moments that you would say are, are your proudest moments? Is it receiving this medal? Is it being re-elected as the, the, the deputy yeah. chair? What? What? What's your number one? I think, as
1: I said to you earlier, I haven't got a number one. My number one changes all the time. No. So, you know, I'm. I'm re- I think I said to you, for me, I'm just really proud of seeing people achieve things they didn't think that they could achieve. Mm. So you know, as I say, seeing how seeing how big Leeds University boat clubs become it's just fantastic. Um, as I said to you, I, I coached a young refugee and he and his doubles partner, they became they were the British Rowing Junior Crew of the Year and and for them, very big, different journeys that they've had. Yeah. But to see them at Buck's regatta, just seeing the person who was terrified of getting in a boat smiling. Yeah. For me, it's it's just, it's every moment, really. Mm. I mean, we've got a guy in our club who, you know, he was told by the doctor, you know, you're going to kill yourself. He was morbidly obese. Right. Um, he taxi driver right. in Stockton. He'd seen us out rowing. He rocks up at the club. Mm. He's literally half the person he was now. And he, he's still, he's helped As uh, so for 2011. He coaches. Every now and again, he just puts 20 quid in my hand and say, buy the juniors some biscuits or something. <laughs> he, You know, he's helping out the adaptive program. He's... You know, just seeing how the sport has turned around, someone like him, and mm. he, he'll take his kit anywhere where he's going in the country. Obviously, right. at the moment, but he, he'll show his pictures of me. Oh, I was at a coastal club because I was on a holiday up in Scotland, and I went yeah. out coastal rowing. And yeah, you know, just seeing those moments for me, yeah. I was really, really proud. At when we had, saying so I had the test event after um, after lockdown, um, mm. Newcastle had the first test event. Right. Um, and Matt Brigham was there from Lee Juni. Yeah. Um, and he's got a fantastic background story. And all the juniors were, oh, it's the Kingslayer, it's the Kingslayer. He's awesome. He's all, and he, he was fantastic. Yeah, okay. So just seeing you know, that energy in people's faces. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just love it. And the, the thing about rowing is you're in the sport for a very long time. Mm. So, you know, watching an 80 year old member of our club. Who's still? Thank me for saying eighty. Who's still competing himself at a good level? Yeah. Just sitting there talking to about my 17-year-old boys before they were going down to. Yeah. Um, going down to the national schools regatta. That was pretty special this year. And
0: as a coach, when you when you've got junior sessions going on and, and things like that, yeah. is there anything you look for in a rower that makes you think hmm, that person has got it? they they're, they're, they're going to make it.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, the the obvious thing that people always look at in rowing is size. You know, how tall are you? Are you? Because yeah. I've got a fourteen year old at the moment who's like already size eleven feet and six foot two. And yeah, you, know, you look at them and you go, oh god, how, how tall are you going to get? Yeah. So th- that's that's the obvious thing. But for me, it's let people develop as athletes and people first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think some of my juniors, I think they're a slow burn. I think they'll be very good but I think it's going to take them five, six years to learn about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got others who come down and they instantly pick it up Mm -hmm. um, and you can see what they want to do. Mm. Um, I mean, there's obviously all the technical stuff we look at, but I I just always think there's a path somewhere for everyone. Mm. So I'm also looking at them as to who are the great organisers, who are the ones that really look out for the youngsters, Mm. the the smaller ones, who are the ones who are... um, showing an interest in the subject itself you might be the physios of the future the, mm. you know, so I, I don't judge it necessarily just by performance on the water, yeah, yeah. you know, I judge it by are they going to be the club captains the umpires, the event organisers are they going to be you know, the, the coaches of the future. You know, it's a pyramid, and it's only a few people reach the, reach the top end, yeah, yeah. and everyone else needs someone to help them along the way.
0: Mm. Two of your rowers in the in yeah. teaser row club did reach that top end. That they was,
1: did, the gold medalist, the gold yeah. medalist in the Olympics.
0: So that was that cat, Copeland, yeah. at London, yeah. and Lawrence Whiteley. One uh, of in 2016, old, uh, yeah, Rio. Are there any um, leads rowers that you're aware of that we should keep an eye out for? Obviously, Tokyo uh, yeah, it, is on the horizon. It has
1: to be Matt Brigham. He's not going to Tokyo, right? But he is in the group for 2024. 20, okay, and I know he's just moved down to Reading, which mm-hmm. is you know British Rowing's um, center of rowing is down at uh, Caversham, mm. down there. Um, so he's going to be combining that with his medical career. Mm. But 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 Matt is in the 20, Paris 2024 group Right. Okay. So he's definitely someone to look out for he's already got a phenomenal reputation right. and also Matt Brigham is genuinely a very nice person, he's yeah. he's a complete role model for the, the juniors and students at the right. moment because of the massive performance he had at Henley a couple of years ago.
0: Right, okay. And in the short term at Tokyo are there any particular races you're excited about or people you're excited about seeing? I'm
1: excited about seeing what? I'm, I mean, obviously I'm excited about seeing Lawrence in the in the Paralympics. Yeah. I mean, his performance after, you know, 20 months of not competing at the Europeans, his and Lawrence's performance were just outstanding. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how all the crews do. Mm. But particularly excited to see how the women do because we've qualified all the boats. It's mm. the first Olympics when all the women's boats have been qualified, but not all the men's boats for us. Right, okay. Um, so, really excited to see how they do. Excited to see the men's eight and the men's four and the Helen Glover and mm. Polly Swan pair. Excited to see how Cox was four. Mm-hmm. Victoria mm-hmm. Thornley in, in the single. So, she she got a medal with Catherine Granger at Rio. Right, She's okay. doing the single this time. Right, brilliant. Yeah, i just
0: excited to see all. Obviously, the likes of Matt. Um, came through Leeds Rowing Club, is there any way um, alumni might be able to, if they want to get involved or
1: support support the rowers coming
0: through, is there any way they can do that?
1: So, the the Leeds University Boat Club are launching um, they're about to launch the Alumni Club, they're they're competing against the likes of the Newcastles and the Bristols etc, who University of York, whose alumni put loads of money in, Mm. you know what leads are doing as well, they're giving coaching scholarships as well as as well as rowing scholarships. So it might not just be the next generation of rowers, mm-hmm. it might be the next generation of coaches. And yeah. they have a bit of hardship fund as well for because um, of this wonderful programme they've got with local schools going as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just sign up, register, give money, give time, yeah. give expertise. If you're a marketing expert, give them expertise now they can market themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, that so anything you can do to you know, sponsor a sculling boat, for example. That will help them to start to compete at a higher level with the likes of the Edinburghers. That's what they've done. Yeah. So yeah, get involved.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Kate. It's been it's been brilliant to be down yeah. at the at the rowing club and see people in in person as well, and and hear all about yeah. um, all about the work you do in rowing. And I wish you all the best with everything going forward and, and obviously you. with Tokyo and hope to yeah. be watching watching out for how, how we get on there. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. no, my absolute pleasure. Ed.
0: You've been listening to My Leeds Story, a podcast series brought to you by the alumni team at the University of Leeds. For more stories about our global Leeds community, why not visit our website, alumni.leeds.ac.uk join us on social media at at leeds alumni and if you have a lead story you would like to share email us at alumni at leeds.ac.uk